0: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current.Tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around
1: at mass and only see silver foxes?
0: We're Jake and Kathy,
1: a young adult
0: married couple. And we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world.
1: The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. The Sports Yak Podcast is powered by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame Athletic events are available at und.com slash buy tickets. Also by Pyramid Equipment. Be prepared this winter season by checking the condition of your snow removal equipment. Pyramid Equipment is a locally owned business in Rolling Prairie, Indiana that sells, services, and installs residential and commercial grade snow plows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid Equipment is your trusted dealer of Meyer and snow dog products. Old man winter's ready. Are you? Service discount for military, fire, and police available. Call 800-833-2591 or find them on the web at pyramidequipmentinc.com. And now, here we go, maniacs. From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim
0: Shorts. That's good.
1: He's Chuck Freeby, I'm Corey Mann, we're your hosts, and this is
0: episode 148. We have two to dedicate episode 148 to today, Corey. One would be John Elway. John Elway, the two-time Super Bowl champion with the Denver Broncos, the current general manager of the Broncos, terrific NFL quarterback who won 148 games in his NFL career. But the other, I couldn't avoid giving a tip of the old chapeau to High Pockets Kelly. That's right, High Pockets Kelly, baseball Hall of Famer who hit 148 home runs, Led the major leagues in home runs in 1921, actually led the National League in home runs in 1921, two-time RBI champ, and widely regarded as the worst player in the Baseball Hall of Fame, High Pockets Kelly.
1: Now, is there a story behind the High Pockets?
0: I don't know the story behind the High Pockets. I only wish it was instead of High Pockets Kelly, it was Hot Pockets Kelly.
1: For some reason, in my mind, when you said that, I think of the Bugs Bunny baseball cartoon and like one of the pitchers or somebody pulling up his pants real high. Yeah. Kind of right underneath the breast area with mm-hmm. the glove. High pockets, Kelly. Oh, and John Elway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. John Elway kind of off the radar as far as like post career. You know, where Peyton Manning is on commercials.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, you
1: know, that that kind of... Or behind a microphone on a Sunday morning. Well,
0: John Elway is not off the radar if you live in Colorado. I'll guarantee you that. He's right. got some auto dealerships, he's got restaurants, and he's also the general manager of the Broncos. And on this Sunday morning, there or Monday morning, there is a lot of talk as to whether John Elway should remain the general manager of the Broncos because the Broncos... Aren't a good football team right now. Neither are the Redskins. They fired Jay Gruden this morning. 0-5 start for the Skins this year. Non-competitive yesterday against the Patriots. So Jay Gruden, the first NFL head coach this season to get the axe. Uh, If I were him, I would look at it as parole. Got him out of that dumpster fire that is Washington right now. And uh, not a good Monday morning if you're a Bears fan either. Tough game to watch as
1: far as the loss, but at least, you know, coming out of halftime, down 17 nothing. they come back, and uh, you're like, all right, let's just hold this
0: 21-17 lead. Which you would think the Bears' defense would be able to do. Yes.
1: No. Especially
0: when they pin the Raiders down at their own three-yard line. There was some, I'll just say it, I think there was some flat-out bad coaching in this game by the Bears' staff. And uh, I'm going to put a big portion of the blame on the special teams coach who, when the Raiders are punting with, I don't know, about five minutes to go, it's fourth and six, why would you put any kind of a pump block on? Why is there any kind of rush on the punter whatsoever? Instead, the Bears get called for a running into the kicker, That was completely unnecessary. Now it's fourth and one. There's about five minutes left in the game. And the Raiders, not surprisingly to many people, call for a fake punt, and they get it. Mm -hmm. And so now it's first down. The drive is kept alive. Here comes Derek Carr and a Bears defense that was gassed because the offense in the first half couldn't do anything, and so the Bears' defense was on the field a lot. A Bears' defense that was gassed just gets run through by Josh Jacobs, who, by the way, I think is a terrific young running back and could be a star in the NFL. And Derek Carr picks him apart, and the Raiders drive 97 yards on the Bears' defense. Khalil Mack against his old team, Boy, John Gruden game-planned him right out of the game. And Mack was not a factor in this one. And the Raiders wind up beating the Bears by the final score of 24-21. Now, the Bears had a chance, two minutes left, come back down the field, and I don't know where Chase Daniel was throwing the ball. I'm not sure he does either. But he threw it right into basically the Raiders' team picture in the secondary. Three guys standing around, one hung on to it, and the Raiders put the game away. What was the uh, call on the kicker? Running into it? Running, You have two different calls. You have running into the kicker and roughing the kicker. Mm -hmm. Running into the kicker is when you just kind of nudge him before the plant leg comes down, which is exactly what happened. Uh, The roughing the kicker is when you kind of really come in and there's a big chance of injury.
1: Well, thank you for explaining that because I thought the Bears player was already down on the ground and nature had its way.
0: Well, he was down on the ground, but again, why is he even coming in on an attempt? All you want to do there is get the ball back. Yeah. That's all you want to do. It's fourth and six. Get the ball back and run the wrong play in his
1: head. Maybe he had the wrong play in his head.
0: Well, he did have the wrong play in his head if he was in the backfield there. Wrong play. I was uh, pleasantly surprised on a Colts victory this morning. I think a lot of people were pleasantly surprised by that, especially Colts fans. Kansas City had eliminated the Colts last year. You hear all this hype about Patrick Mahomes, and and he is. He's a very good NFL quarterback. But the Colts went in, had a very solid game plan, ran the football a lot, Marlon Mack, 132 yards. He had one run, I think it was in the first quarter, where he looked like he was playing Frogger. just kind of moved back and forth a little bit and then found a little seam and kicked it upfield for about 30 yards. Adam Vinatieri converts four field goals, but the defense really holds up for the Colts. They hold the Chiefs to 10 points in Arrowhead Stadium, and the Colts walk out of there with a very impressive 19-10 win, and they've got to feel good about themselves going into the bye week.
1: Any other games that caught your eye yesterday or plays or anything?
0: I thought Green Bay was very impressive against Dallas, even though the final score wound up being uh, a little bit closer. I think it was 34-24 was the final score. Uh, But Green Bay had a 31-3 lead at one point. Packers looked really good yesterday against Dallas.
1: Let's uh, segue into college football. Talk about Saturday and your experience at Notre Dame Stadium.
0: Well, it was a, a fairly boring experience Brian Van Gorder as a defensive coordinator really should not be employed in college football. He might have a career in the NFL. His, his college experience is really bad. He was bad at Notre Dame, which got him fired in 2016. He was bad at Auburn, which got him fired in 2017. He was bad in Louisville, which got him and the whole staff fired in 2018. And, I didn't see any changes that would make these He's been think.
1: fired every
0: year since 2016?
1: Yeah. Wow. Man, that's a red flag.
0: Well, exactly. Holy Who keeps hiring these people? Man. So Van Gorder brings uh, an underman Bowling Green team into Notre Dame Stadium, and it was pretty much what you expect. Ian Book had a field day, five TD passes in the first half, and the Irish... Cruz to a 52 nothing win, their first shutout since Van Gorder was the defensive coordinator against Michigan back in 2014, only the third shutout of the Kelly era. So now Notre Dame begins preparations for the annual rivalry with USC on Saturday night at the stadium, 7.30 kickoff.
1: Any, uh, you know, is that going game going to be
0: competitive at all? It'll be competitive. USC has a very good receiving core. Uh, the question will be which USC quarterback will go. Will it be the number two or the number three? Uh, Matt Fink took over at quarterback, guided them to a win over Utah, then lost at Washington uh, two weeks ago. Trojans have had two weeks to get ready. A lot of uh, the teams on the Irish schedule have a bye week before they play Notre Dame this year. In essence, Notre Dame had a bye week before they're playing USC by playing Bowling Green. So, yes, I, I would expect it to be a certainly more competitive than the Bowling Green game, but that's not saying much. Bowling Green, probably the second worst team to come into the stadium in my tenure of covering Notre Dame football. Number one being? SMU in 1989, they were just coming off the death penalty when uh, the program had been eliminated from the university, so it was pretty much freshmen and sophomores and walk-ons coming in. And SMU came into the stadium that day as a 52-point underdog, I believe, to the Irish.
1: I'd like to pull back the curtain on Rancho El Free Bay this coming weekend because I know this is one of the weekends where... A the family's coming together which is very exciting but it is split in the fan fandom of the teams. Well, my
0: wife's father went to USC. So she grew up a USC fan.
1: And she remains
0: a USC and She remains guy. a USC fan. So she, Diane USC She watches every game. Okay. And we made a decision early on that we would uh, we would divide the children uh, among USC and Erdame. Okay. Okay. And so Peter was um, supposed to be USC fan, but I really think he's kind of switched over to Notre Dame.
1: Did he go to – he did not go to Notre Dame? No, he
0: did not. Okay. Uh, Chris was supposed to be Notre Dame fan. I think he has pretty much stayed Notre Dame, but he, he kind of just stays neutral. Okay, neutral. Switzerland. Uh, Mary was supposed to go USC, and she has remained a USC fan. Okay. Uh, Jeannie Notre Dame, and she remains Notre Dame fan. Rosie USC, and she remains a USC fan. And TJ is uh, supposedly Notre Dame, but he, I can guarantee you, he is neutral. He does not care.
1: He does not care. He
0: does not care.
1: Now, did I see a wonderful picture of you and Mary this weekend from the field?
0: Yes, I managed to um, smuggle her down to the field. And what was she wearing? Uh, she was wearing Notre Dame attire. Mm-hmm. Be- well, I mean, she was going there as a Notre Dame fan that day. So it's none of these people are so hardcore that they don't root for the other team. Okay.
1: Diane's not hardcore. They want,
0: they want peace in our land. Okay. So, I want I want USC to win the other games that they play when they're not playing Notre Dame because that makes my wife happier. Yes. Plus, it helps the Irish.
1: If you were actually home on a game day such as this, who gets the living room, who gets the basement as far as TVs go?
0: Mm, I, I have typically uh, seated the living room to my wife and gone either upstairs or downstairs for the TV. Okay. Yeah. What
1: kind of night would it be at the house Saturday, or what kind of morning will it be
0: Sunday morning if USC wins? Oh, she'll, she'll be really happy. And see, people think that I care a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. You no. really don't. It, it, it's it's my profession. To? It's my profession. It's my business. Yes, I went to school at Notre Dame. I want them to do well. It's good for me if they do well. Let's mm-hmm. face it, when when the Irish are playing well, that drives more viewers to countdown to kickoff. It drives advertising. It drives advertising to our station here. So, of course, I want them to do well. But if they don't, I don't. It doesn't ruin my week. It it may have at one time. It's just Win- I've seen so many coaches come and go. I'll, I'll tell you when it bothers me. It bothers me when Notre Dame is. It could bother me this week because Notre Dame is supposed to be good, mm-hmm. you know. So if they go out and they lay an egg on Saturday night and don't look good, that would bother me. When, because I when would,
1: did it care? When did you care? Because I went through this phase and I've backed way off. When when did you turn?
0: I think we all go through an evolution when we're in our when we're in our twenties and thirties it means a lot more to us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're younger and we think we are still out there on the field or something like that. Right. And then as you get older and you have other priorities in life and, you know, you're just, <laughs> you're just trying to stay alive. Uh, you, 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 Why let the weekend be ruined by a loss of a football game? Right. Yeah. Better things to be do, done and had. You know, that whether the Irish win or lose doesn't mean that my garage is not going to need cleaning out on Sunday.
1: <laughs> Do you think that uh, Purdue plane ride was a long one on the way home?
0: Could be a long season for the Boilermakers if they don't get Rondale Moore back anytime soon. Uh, and clearly they miss Elijah Sindelar, quarterback, and it was a mismatch going in. Even if you have those guys okay, your offense might be a little bit more dynamic, and that'll help your defense because you hang on to the ball a little bit longer. But Penn State's a really good football team this year. I mean, they're definitely a top 15 team, and and right now they're ranked at the top 10. The Big Ten, you look at Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, those are all legitimately good football teams. And, And then you put Michigan a notch below, ranked at number 16. So for Purdue to compete with that, that, that's just not happening right now. Jeff Braum doesn't have that kind of talent on the team right now. Rutgers plays Indiana. Oh. You can hear that game. Rutgers, what a dumpster fire that is right now. <laughs> Did you hear what happened with Rutgers over the weekend? I'm sorry I didn't. Okay, so last week they fired their coach, Chris Ash. Yes. And the new coach takes over. And this is week five of the season. And the quarterback, the starting quarterback and the running back, who is their and, – and they're not very good anyway. Right. Okay. But the two best offensive players come to the interim coach and say, yeah, we're not playing anymore this year. We're, we're going to sit out in red shirt. Because the MCAA has this rule that you can play up to four games and still qualify for a red shirt year. And they're looking at it like, yeah, this season sucks so bad that we want to play and we want to have eligibility. We're done. Right. Now, as the interim coach said, well, that's nice that you just basically walked out on the rest of your teammates. You know, what about the other 84 guys over here? But he said, that's the way we are today. We focus on ourselves and we don't necessarily focus on the team. Wow. So the question will be, number one, will the interim coach be the new head coach? Probably not. And number two, will those guys stay at Rutgers, or will they transfer elsewhere? Uh, and then Maryland and Penn? Maryland, Maryland and, Penn and Purdue, Purdue sorry. is the other game on on Sunday. Maryland, uh, I had the beneficiary of being the opponent for Rutgers over the weekend, so they looked really good and won 49-7. to I'm not exactly sure why Rutgers continues to have an athletic program and why they're in the Big Ten. Well, I know why they're in the Big Ten, because the Big Ten wanted the New York, New Jersey market. That's why Rutgers is in. But Rutgers has been bad for a long, long time. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Any changes in the uh, AP poll that caught your eye, or is it kind of business as usual?
0: Ohio State being tied with Georgia now for the number three spot. Apparently, enough people were impressed with how the Buckeyes looked on Saturday night against Michigan State uh, that they vaulted them into a tie for the third spot. Uh, the other poll movement that caught my eye was Florida after beating Auburn over the weekend with basically their number two quarterback. Uh, moves up to the number 7 spot. Now Florida has to go to LSU this weekend. That's where College Game Day will be, is down in Baton Rouge. Uh,
1: you want to segue to baseball?
0: Why don't we go with some high school football first?
1: I didn't know if you wanted to touch that or not, but we can do that, yeah. Yeah, because it was it. a
0: really interesting weekend of high school football. The big story was New Prairie's victory over Penn. Uh, New Prairie wins that game by the count of 21-17. They're trailing 17-14 in the fourth quarter. They go on a 14-play drive against the Kingsmen, just marching the ball down the field. They get down to the five-yard line, and they stick one of their linemen in the backfield, a kid named Adam Borer, 285 pounds. And he basically gets the football and carries the Penn defense into the end zone for the game-winning touchdown, 21-17. Now, this is with, like, about 48 seconds left. Remember, Penn's down to its backup quarterback. Ron Paulus the third, is injured, and most people think out for the season. And so uh, Nick Favilla is the backup quarterback for Penn, and he's been playing the whole game. And done a credible job. Man, Penn gets off like seven or eight plays in the last 48 seconds. Hmm. They did a really good job with their up-tempo offense. And Favilla's got a shot to throw it in the end zone at the end of the game. It falls incomplete. Uh, But credit to that kid for keeping them in it. And New Prairie becomes the first NIC team outside of Mishawaka to beat Penn since 1986. That's a big win. So the Cougars ranked number one in 4A. Coach's poll came out this morning. Let's go down through it for you. So in 5A, you've got three teams from the same sectional ranked in the top ten. Concord, we had them Friday night. They put in a a gallant comeback against Plymouth, fell short on the road, 27-23. They go down the poll to number six. Elkhart Central, which has Penn this week at Penn, is number seven. And Mishawaka, just kind of been hanging back a little bit. They lost by one to New Prairie a couple weeks ago. They're number nine. All three of those teams in the same sectional. Remember, the sectional draw is Sunday night. In 4A, New Prairie is ranked number one. And the Plymouth team, that won 27 23, and their only loss is to number two, East Noble. They now have risen up to number five. So New Prairie and Plymouth are in the same sectional, by the way. And in 3A, Marion is ranked number five. They play Mishawaka this week in a top ten showdown. And West Noble, Matty Mawater, who has been at West Noble for, I want to say, about 20 years now, uh, finally has a team in the top ten. Uh, and they are ranked number 10 in class 3A this week. And Marion and Wes Noble are in the same sectional. So we should have some really interesting sectionals. And the draw on Sunday night will be critical to team success.
1: Those of you listening right now thinking that he's reading off his phone or a laptop, that all came off of memory. You amaze me, Rain Man.
0: <laughs> Uh, You're in Warsaw Friday night? Yeah, we've got Northwood and Warsaw. They're both on the cusp of being the top ten. Warsaw ranked number 11 in the coaches poll in 6A. Northwood number 11 in 4A. They go head-to-head, both of them still with a shot at the Northern Lakes Conference title. Uh, Plymouth leads the NLC by one game over Concord, Warsaw, and Northwood. So the loser of the game Friday night between Warsaw and Northwood, they're out of the chase. But if Northwood were to beat Warsaw, they play Plymouth the final week of the regular season, and that game would be for the NLC title. Mm. Now to baseball. Now to baseball. A uh, couple of interesting games on Sunday in the National League Championship Series. Adam Wainwright for the Cardinals throws seven and two-thirds innings of glorious four-hit baseball. Cardinal offense was held in check by Atlanta. Cardinals take a one nothing lead into the ninth inning. Carlos Martinez, who at best has been shaky for the Cardinals all season long in the bullpen, comes in to pitch the ninth, and the Braves have runners at first and second with two out. Martinez looks at Billy Hamilton who is the runner at second, and Billy Hamilton's a speedster, and he's kind of dancing around back there, and and makes like a a kissing motion with his lips, like he's he's kissing him goodbye or something like that. And then delivers the pitch, and it's spanked into center field for a base hit. Hamilton scores from second, and we're tied at one. And then Adam Duvall, former Louisville player, once hit three home runs in a game against the Irish. Yes, I was there, I remember. Adam Duvall with a two-run double, to give the Braves the lead, and Atlanta rallies with three runs, two outs in the ninth to beat the Cardinals 3-1 and take a 2-1 series lead. They'll play game four today in St. Louis. Meanwhile, the Dodgers, Ernie Johnson had a great line calling the Dodgers game. The Dodgers get seven in the sixth, and he basically says, the Dodgers have just opened up a can on Washington here in the sixth. and uh, the Dodgers prevail in that game by a count of 10 to 4, LA with a 2-1 series lead in that one. The American League playoffs resume today, both the Yankees and Astros trying to finish off sweeps. The Yankees have to go to Minnesota, the Astros have to go to Tampa Bay, but both of those teams have two nothing series leads and quite frankly they the Astros pitching has been incredibly dominant. I don't know if you watched any of the games Saturday night, Corey. I did not. Between Houston and Tampa Bay. The Astros have a pitcher named Garrett Cole, who uh, at one time pitched at UCLA. Didn't take him long to go from college to the big leagues. And he just has some filthy stuff. So they started with Justin Verlander on Friday night, who threw a shutout. And then Garrett Cole... And the Astros' pen gave up one run on Saturday night. Cole struck out 15 Rays. It's the third highest total ever for strikeouts in a postseason game. And one of the Rays players said, it's a good thing that not every major league pitcher is like Garrett Cole or I would be playing soccer.
1: (laughs) On my Facebook memories page today, a handful of years ago, my friend Adam... Let my at the time super young son hit the horn at the Notre Dame hockey game. Oh yeah, which made me go, "Oh, it's hockey season! It is hockey South season Bend. in South Bend."
0: So uh, stuff's underway, huh? Boys started yesterday with a four-two triumph over the U.S. Uh, national team. It's actually a, a developmental team, so it, it don't don't sit there and think, "Oh my gosh, they beat the best players in the USA." Now, Notre Dame's supposed to be very good this year. They're picked to finish second in the Big Ten. They're ranked number nine or ten in the country this week, depending on what poll you look at. The one problem, uh, as I look at the Irish right now, might be between the pipes. Uh, Cale Morris uh, did not dress yesterday. Uh, I'm told he's got a thumb injury, and so it might be a couple of weeks before he is ready to go. Uh, But Notre Dame has... A number of talented players. They're still a very young team, uh, but they've they don't have any superstar like an Anders Lee who they've had in the past. But I think they have about six or seven players that could score double digit goals this year, which is good for Jeff Jackson's squad because it makes it makes you tougher to defend.
1: Are there other schools that have different
0: sports in different um, conferences? Conferences. Um. Not typically, no.
1: no. I ask because Notre Dame's in the Big Ten. Right. They're in the
0: ACC for everything else, and they're in the Big Ten for hockey. Interesting.
1: Because? Well, because
0: the ACC doesn't have hockey.
1: Well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) So you're saying, okay, how about big boy hockey?
0: Uh, Red Wings got a victory over Dallas yesterday. They have started out 2-0-0. The Blackhawks opened their season in the Czech Republic- Last Friday, they lost to Philadelphia by a count of four to three. Uh, the Blackhawks do have a problem keeping the puck out of the net. The management of the Blackhawks told the team that they need to reduce the number of goals they gave up last year by fifty in order to succeed. That's not going to be easy. Uh, you know, fifty—that's almost a, thats more than half a goal a game. That's a—that's uh, a big number. Now, as Pat Foley pointed out during the initial broadcast, if the penalty kill could improve quite a bit, that could put a a huge dent into that. Uh, The penalty kill did not necessarily improve all that much against the Flyers on Friday, and the Hawks lost their opener 4-3. The good news for the Hawks, they get uh, some time off to come back from Europe. And when they resume play, I believe, on Thursday night against San Jose, that'll start a seven-game homestand at the United Center. Nice.
1: We've run through our playlist, Chuck Freebie.
0: Well, you went back and saw the Joker a second time Yes. over the weekend, this time with your wife. What were her thoughts? Well, here's what happened.
1: Friday afternoon, when my son got home from school, He said, hey, we didn't get to talk last night. I'd like to know more about the Joker movies. So we sat in his bedroom, and I kind of laid out the Mm storyline. And from the other room down the hallway, she says, I think I'd like to go see that. And we both laughed at it because I think I know my wife. And it's like, you're not going to like this movie. And she said, you let me decide. So we went Saturday after we did our chores, and she loved it. She thought it was very entertaining. She thought the... um, uh, from a performance perspective he could win an award. She liked it uh, now, you remember who she's married to, so she's probably seen the Batman movies sure. quite a bit. Yeah. She thought this was better than the Heath Ledger version, hmm. which is kind of the... Yeah, that's the gold standard. The number one. Yeah. So she enjoyed that. She she liked that it wasn't uh, superhero-y with, you know, actually Batman in the movie with mm-hmm. Batmobiles and Bat Caves and all this. She just thought it was an interesting storyline. And you laughed, and it's like, am I allowed to laugh at stuff like this? And there's awkward moments, but... And I liked it a second time. I picked up a few things that I didn't see the first time around.
0: Such as? Give me an example.
1: Um, so at the beginning of the movie, he is sitting with a social worker in a very dingy room, and it's gross, and there's file cabinets, and, you know, it's it's not a healthy place to have, like, a counseling session. Right. And he says, I was happier when I was in the hospital. And it cuts to a scene of him in the hospital in a white room. And he's banging his head against the window of the room. And it's spotless. Now, he goes to the hospital in the movie to get his mom's medical records. And when he's there, it's as filthy and dirty as that social worker's room. Like, it's yellowy. And dark. Mm-hmm. And that's the hospital. Now at the end of the movie, he's back in the hospital again, and the room is perfectly white, and the hallway is white. So one wonders, is he dreaming all this stuff up in his head while he's locked up? Sure. Like dreaming the whole thing up, or is he Yeah, it's 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 it messes with your head. Yeah. So you kinda wonder, what's I, going on here? I can get that. Yeah. yeah. And the the social worker is talking to him in the clean hospital version. She's got a new haircut, microphone, recording him, getting his story of the incidents that happened. So it's, yeah, it's it's a mind mess.
0: (laughs) Well, and that would describe Joaquin Phoenix as well.
1: $93.5
0: million over the weekend. They did all right. New record. What did you think of that picture I sent you with my friend uh, who ran into Joaquin Phoenix at the movie theater on opening night? Amazing, because there's stories of him popping up
1: in California on Saturday, doing the same thing. Well, like what, he was,
0: Now, he was on Fallon, I want to say. Friday, Friday, Friday night,
1: th- so that would have been Friday afternoon, because right. they film at four. And so. Fallon
0: films in New York, right? Yeah,
1: so that made sense. Yes. Uh, that your friend ran and into And then he him.
0: probably caught... Had to head out to the West Coast, the coast. To, do,
1: to do whatever. But uh, I showed that to probably 10 people over the weekend. I know a guy who knows, who knows a, a guy, guy who knows the Joker. So, yeah. Yeah. 93.5 million over the weekend. We'll see what happens. We're interested in the Will Smith movie this next weekend. And that movie is? Gemini Man. Okay. He plays himself except younger, and he's in the movie as an older version as well. Hmm. Yeah. It looks like a CGI fanfare. Okay. And I, too, have a child coming home this weekend. So, apparently, it's homecoming weekend for
0: both of us. I guess so. Mm -hmm. That'll be nice. I'm sure Debbie's fired up about that.
1: And, by the way, the Nerd family watched Batwoman last night. Thumbs down. Thumbs way down. Didn't even make it through the whole
0: show. Batwoman is... Ruby Rose... TV show or TV show
1: on the CW. Okay. Adding to the Arrow and the Flash and the whatever. Mm
0: -hmm. We didn't even make it through the whole show. It was... Now, last night we uh, got caught up on Blue Bloods. Oh. And solid once again. You love it. Big thumbs up from Diane Freeby.
1: Doesn't let you down, does it? No, it it does not. No.
0: We watched a wrestling movie uh, over the weekend.
1: Keep it it in the family or whatever. It's the female wrestler and the rocks in it, and it's funny, but it's it's yeah. a good movie about staying the course. I'm
0: sorry, but if it's a wrestling movie and it's not Nacho Libre, I'm not sure why you're watching. And the incredible Mr. Fuji nowhere to be found. Well, see, that's why it it fails on many many regards. Are we good? I think so. You can follow us on social
1: media on Twitter Sports Yak with two Ks, Instagram SportsYak with two Ks. Chuck, you're on the Twitter machine.
0: At 46 Sports. It's Michiana's favorite sports media site. Listen to you. According to... Me. All
1: right. <laughs> you can email us, the sports yak with 2 ks at gmail.com. Here's to you, High Pockets Kelly. Not to be confused with Pocky Kelly. <laughs> no,
0: Because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and she's in the media a lot. this Right. Month. So you've got High Pockets, not High Pocky. Yeah. <laughs> Or hot pocket, which is Jim Gaffigan, right? And you created quite a quite a conundrum. There's there's some stuff to mess with your head. That you thought Joaquin Phoenix was messing with it over the weekend. Now you've got hot pockets, high pockets, high pocky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Until next time, Yak fans.
0: Ugaluga. Sports Yak. You've been listening
1: to Sports Yak, brought to you by Notre Dame Athletics. Experience the excitement of cheering the Fighting Irish onward to victory. Tickets for Notre Dame athletic events available at und.com slash buy tickets. And buy Pyramid Equipment. Think Pyramid Equipment for your snowplow needs. Sales, services, and installations of residential and commercial grade snowplows, parts, and salt spreaders. Pyramid offers military, police, and firemen's discounts. Find us, PyramidEquipmentInc.com get out of here there's a lobster loose oh holy cow he's loose